Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Tyler Baltiera. He and his wife, Caitlin, are currently on an MTV show called Teen Mom OG. The show's been on the air for over 11 years. Tyler and Caitlin had their first daughter at the young age of 16. Knowing they wanted the best for her, they made the difficult decision to place her for adoption. Although it was tough, they felt it was the best decision. Now, 11 years later, Tyler and Caitlin have two more daughters, and being parents has been the greatest joy of their lives. Aside from the MTV show, they also have their own kids' clothing line called Tierra Rain. In our conversation, Tyler not only shares about the tough decision to place their daughter for adoption, but also how much it has helped him grow and mature as young teenage parent. He also shares how much being a parent has helped him develop patience with his kids and that one of the biggest challenges he faces is making sure he is present with his kids. Please welcome Tyler Baltiera to Dad Up. I know you're a busy guy, but um, I, you know I got some, got some things I want to talk to you about. So um, just kind of uh, tell me a little bit about your dad experiences. But for starters, um, for my listeners that don't know much about you or may not know about you, uh, tell me a little bit about your backstory, kind of your life, uh, your testimony, and uh, also about you and Caitlin and how many kids you guys have. Yeah, well, um, we, uh, well, me and Kate, we met when we were uh, like 13 years old in middle school. So um, we've been together for, I think, four, yeah, it'll be like 14 years this year. So in July. So we kind of grew up, um, you know, grew up together, really. Um, but I mean, we didn't really plan on any of this stuff happening with the TV stuff. It just kind of, you know, we found ourselves uh, at 16 um, playing pregnancy and, um, you know, didn't really know what to do. Um, both of our parents, like my dad was, uh, he's, he's a drug addict and, you know, in and out of prison my whole life. And her mom's an alcoholic. So we both kind of came from um, chaotic environments, I guess. Um, so, you know, when we found out we were pregnant at 16, we just kind of, we just knew that it wasn't the best thing for the baby. So, um, you know, we came up with an idea and a plan to, you know, place our child for adoption in a completely open adoption. So we get to, you know, see her every year and get pictures and letters and all that kind of stuff, which they documented on, you know, 16 year pregnant when it first aired. So, um, you know, that, that kind of, I feel like that major decision kind of is what shifted the whole trajectory of both of our lives. We kind of, you know, at 16, coming from the backgrounds that we were raised in, you know, you don't really have any plans. You're just kind of, you know, living life and, 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 uh, you know, no plans on the future. I was suspended and kicked out of school, you know, all the time for behavioral problems and, um, stuff like that. So I think after the adoption plan, we kind of really just, it shifted our focus a little more on, wow, like life is real. Like we, you know, have to go through, this kind of, you know, ever long, kind of, it's, it's, it never really ends. I mean, the pain gets a little easy as time goes on, but the pain of, I don't think people really understand the pain of, you know, losing a child, uh, you know, even though she's still alive and she can be placed her into an adoption, but just the loss of, you know, knowing we'll never have her and raise her, I think kind of like shifted our focus on what we wanted uh, in our future lives and stuff as kids. And so after that happened, you know, and then MTV kept going on and on, they kept, they decided they wanted to be teen mom and they kept, kept going. And so we were just kind of like, all right, let's ride the train as long as it goes, I guess, and see what, right. what kind of what happens with this whole thing. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so we, I mean, we're going, like, like I said, this July will be 14 years together. Uh, we have, uh, we placed our first daughter, Carly, who's going to be 11 this May. Uh, wow. we have our daughter Nova, which we had six years later after that. Um, and then we just celebrated our youngest daughter, Beta. She just turned one a couple of days ago. So, um, yeah, now we got, you know, two raising raising two healthy, beautiful girls and just kind of you know, living our life and, uh, MTV is obviously still filming us. They actually just left yesterday. So, uh, yeah, so the season's over with, um, and, uh, you know, yeah, so we're just kind of, Oh, it's been a long journey. (laughs) It's kind of hard to sum it up in a little bit, but uh, you guys, you guys have a clothing line too, right? Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I, we actually launched Tierra rain, um, which is a kid's clothing line, um, probably about two years ago. Um, and my wife kind of went through some mental health stuff, uh, in the midst of that launch. So I thought it was pretty important to kind of put the brakes on the business for a minute and focus on family and, um, did a lot of, you know, therapy, a lot of work surrounding, um, that whole situation. Uh, we suffered a miscarriage before our youngest daughter beta was born. So I think that's kind of what threw um, the emotional kind of roller coaster into gear when all that happened. So, um, but yeah, we just relaunched. <laughs> we just relaunched a couple of weeks ago and it's going very, very well. Um, I'm always kind of surprised. I always kind of underestimate the, right. the attention it's going to get and, you know, selling stuff out is really wild, but, um, I appreciate everyone that supports it. And it's just, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a fun thing to do and expand on you know, um, the show that we're on and just kind of, you know, our whole thing is we just want to, we just want to continue and take the opportunities and platforms that we've been given, um, Mm -hmm. and just do as much as we can with them. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we never planned any of this happening. So, um, we feel like there's kind of a, we got a a moral responsibility with the platform we have to, to be raw, humble, open and honest, and just kind of, you know, show people, truth about life and, 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 you know, what, what it's all about from our right. perspective. So, well, that's, that's awesome. You guys, you guys are open and honest. I mean, you see it on TV. Um, do you find that, that having a TV crew there filming, you, I mean, they're filming your reality. So they're, they're filming your real life. So is that, is that a challenge at times? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said it wasn't a challenge, that's for sure. Um, but I think my whole thing is like my incapability, Excuse me, my mining Caitlin's philosophy is more or less like, you know, if they're gonna we, if they're gonna be following us and, and um showing our lives and the reality of it, we don't wanna give them a false picture of what our lives are really like. So we always kind of decided that, you know, being authentic and open as possible um will help you know, it'll just help people more only because um only because, you know, it's like if, 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 uh, I mean, honestly, staying, staying open is, so my whole thing is that if, if we're honest, 100% honesty means there's nothing you ever have to hide. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like with that being said, like, you know, we don't, we kind of, we like to keep to ourselves a lot. We don't like, we still live in the same town we grew up in, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like just staying kind of just humble and, and, and honest as we can with, uh, the viewers is really the only way to show what, you know, real life is like and not give them some painted picture of some perfect family who never has problems and, you know, everyone's doing great right. and happy, happy, go lucky. So it's important to us to just stay 100% authentic with uh, 
with the whole storytelling process. Right. Well, that's great. Now you have Carly, who you, who you um, placed for adoption, and she said she's 11. I can't believe that's crazy. She's yeah, um, be 11 this May. That's awesome. Uh, and then you have Nova and you have Veda. Um, yep. what, what, do you, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Oh, man. Honestly, I feel like the, the most thing I love about being a dad is the fact that since I never really had one, um, I didn't really know, like, I didn't really have very good examples of, of, of what that's like. So the biggest thing for me is just exploring with my kids and just kind of like, you know, any, every time I see Nova ask a question, like I, I always want to spark her curiosity. And when I see that spark in her, I want to, I want to go down that road with her. So I get down, get down on her level. I really just, my biggest thing is just enjoying them as kids. Um, so I know it'll last very long. So especially with, with, with Carly being raised kind of not in our household, it goes by super fast. And I realized that. So I just try to soak up as much time as I can with them as they're little and just kind of, um, you know, get into the world, let them explore their, their creativity and just kind of, you know, I don't know, just have fun with them. I mean, this is, it's not, I mean, yeah, being a parent is super stressful. Don't get me wrong. Everyone knows that, but the whole point of it is to try to find joy every day in what is going on beyond all the stress and everything that, that comes with it. Um, right. so my, my biggest thing is just having fun with my kids and just kind of, um, you know, showing them this is like showing them this is this is what a dad looks like. I don't really know how anyone else's dad looks like or whatever. I never had one, so I'm trying to do my best with <laughs> not not well, a lot of examples. <laughs> but uh, right. it's going great. I love it. It's, it's honestly the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's awesome. You know, I know with the with the TV crew, it can be challenging at times. You got you got two young girls at home. Um, what what kind of challenges do you face as far as the TV stuff? Well, no, just as far as being a dad in general, because the TV, you know, the TV crew can, can be kind of a challenge at times. You guys are kind of used to it now, but the TV crew kind of being there is kind of a challenge. And you have two young girls. So um, just from a dad's perspective, what, what is the biggest challenges you face as a dad? I think the biggest challenge that I face as a dad is probably, uh, it's probably my patience, <laughs> to be honest. Like, right. My patience is just like, you know, learning patience is very difficult. Uh, and I think that's honestly my biggest struggle is patience. And then on top of kind of balancing, um, you know, how much do we film? How much am I showing my kids on TV? Um, but at the same time, keeping them safe, uh, that's always kind of like a difficult thing to manage. Right. Um, and, uh, honestly just kind of being like present, I think I have a hard time. I'll get, I'll get sidetracked by lots of things and other people's stress will kind of come in to my head and I'll try to fix that. And so I think my whole thing is just trying to stay present and be patient, um, right. is my, probably my biggest struggle <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a struggle that a lot of dads face and, and including, you know, I, I have two, I don't have girls. I have two grown boys. My, my oldest son's 21. My youngest son's 18. So my boys are pretty much grown, but, um, I still, I still face the challenge of having patience with them, uh, as well. So, I mean, it's something you're going to struggle with for a long time, but as long as you're aware of it and, and you're working to, to improve it every single day and, and just enjoying your kids' lives as they grow up, cause they do grow fast. Um, it, it's all worth it. So. Um, now what ways did your life change when you became a dad? I know you were young, you and Caitlin were very young. Um, so it can be kind of a challenge, but, uh, what ways did it change when you, when you became a dad with, with a couple of girls? 
I think the biggest way that it changed was just like, you know, before Carly ever happened, <clears throat> you know, it was, we lived selfishly. We were 16. So it was like anything I wanted to do when I wanted to do it was, was, you know, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that changed after having, after, after having kids and actually just, and deciding to raise, um, our other two girls was just like, you know, um, it's not about you no more, you know? <laughs> not, right. So I think getting that reality and letting it soak in, like, wow, it's really not about you anymore. Like if you, you can't just get up and go to the movies. You can't, you know, you, you can't do any of those things. But, um, I think like just kind of like figuring out like, how do I like not totally lose myself to being a dad, <laughs> you right. know, like who I am on top of like, you know, you know, having a healthy relationship with my kids at the same time, uh, my life changed. I think, honestly, I think, I think it was more like my idea of life in general is what changed the most is like, wow, like it's different when you have another life that you look at every day and another human being that's looking to you for, you know, guidance and, and help and, 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 you know, lessons and, and, uh, you know, to be alert, all that kind of stuff. It just kind of really, it reshapes like your whole idea of like, wow okay, like now I have this responsibility to like literally raise a little human being who's not a crazy psycho killer and like, you know, as a decent human being and is like, you know, beneficial to society. Um, it just changed. I mean, it changes everything when you really think about it. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of wild. It's, it's really, yeah. it's, it's a wild journey. It's really you grow up now when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you, and you don't really have a choice. You ha- kind of have to grow up for these kids and like show them all these things. And they, you realize like, wow, I can't really be, I can't respond like that openly. Cause my kids are there. She can listen to me. So like watching what you say, everything. I mean, really, when you think about it, there's a question because now I'm thinking about it. Everything changes your dialogue, <laughs> how you talk to people, yeah. how you act in public, right. you know, everything. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and especially you guys being in the spotlight, uh, just the way you act as a parent out in public, uh, you have to be cognizant of it for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. it's, it's like people, you know, you, when you walk into a, when people know who you are, when you're walking into like a, a restaurant or, you know, any kind of event, it always puts a little bit of, um, of added pressure on you. But at the same time, it's like, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat my parenting style for anybody. This is the way I am. You know, I discipline my kids a certain way. You don't like it. Don't watch, you know, that kind of thing. It is what it is. Right. You know, everyone's, got their own, right. everyone's got their own way of doing it. So right. I think the biggest thing is, is right now is just the parent shaming is just so crazy right now. Like, you know, it's like, you don't yes. do it one certain way that you're wrong. Um, and then like, you know, not, and then with the social media and being on TV, it's like, you know, pretty much my job is to be judged by society and, and microscopically like diagnose every little thing that I do on TV. And so like, you know, to have that pinpointed all the time, like, Oh, you shouldn't let your kid do that. Or you should give them this at this age and not let them do that at that age. It's just very, like, I realized that, wow, like there's a lot of like, there's a heavy, heavy amount of parents standing up there, which is crazy when you think about it. Cause we're all on the same damn team. We're all right. trying to raise happy, healthy kids. And, you know, let them be a benefit to society. And like, so it's crazy that we're all on the same team with the same goal, yet we're so against each other. And so many things mm-hmm. that make no sense to me. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, anybody that's watched the show knows that your relationship um, with your dad's been kind of tough. Uh, it was tough on you growing up as a, as a young young man. And uh, it's still tough uh, today, right? Um, oh, yeah. How does how does how does your upbringing and your relationship with your own father impact the way you parent? 
I think the biggest thing for me, um, especially when it comes to me and my dad, is uh, I just looked at I look I look at my dad as like a prime example of what not to do as a parent, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. he, like you know, people who are raised in like quote unquote normal or you know two parent household, or whatever. They kind of get the gist of like, oh, this is how you're supposed to be in a relationship with somebody else. This is how you're supposed to parent. And me, I look at my dad like, okay, this is what you don't do as a dad. Mm-hmm. This is what you don't do as a parent. Um, and I think the the, the it, it, it's a blessing and a curse to me the way I like it because I don't I don't I didn't have, have an influence or an example of what a dad was supposed to be like. So I was able kind of to fresh freshly kind of start that journey and what that looked like for me as an individual without being influenced by you know somebody else uh like but it was was also a curse only because you know i didn't i had a lot of emotional trauma surrounding that with my dad and everything um abandonment issues all those kind of things that come along with um absent dads and stuff like that so especially with him being a drug addict the whole addiction thing is the whole like you know another level of, of chaos so um if anything, he just taught me exactly what not to do as a parent. So, I mean, I always tell him, I said, hey, thank you for not being perfect, a perfect dad, raising me. Right. Because, you know, who knows what I would have been like. I might, I might have half of your attitude, which would really suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, thank God you weren't perfect. And thank God, you know, I wasn't raised with you like like that in that kind of way. Um, or else who knows what I'd be like, though. <laughs> so, bless me right. perfect, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, and you certainly taught him a lot, too. Yeah, I kind of, I, as an adult, as I got older with him, I realized it comes to a point of acceptance of who he is as a man, who he is as a person, accepting that I am now a grown-ass man and can't really, uh, you know, tell him what to do and what not to do. But the relationship that I have with him is pretty, you know, it's pretty straightforward. There's no cutting corners. There's no sugarcoating nothing, you know, like it is what it is. Um, I accept him the way he is as a drug addict. And if he's going to get, get in recovery, he is. It's great. If not, you know, making my boundaries to keep myself safe, my family safe is just, you know, how I have to manage that. So it's crazy, not ideal, but it is what it is, you know? Right. All right. Well, that's a great answer. Now we see uh, you and Caitlin as young parents when you first had uh, Carly. Um, we see the difficulties in, in for young parents, but what is the biggest blessing that has come from being such a young dad? Oh, well, I think, honestly, I think the blessing of becoming a young dad was um, it gave me more time, I feel, to really figure out what kind of dad I wanted to be and what I really wanted that to look like in my future, having her so young. Um, it kind of, the best thing about it was just, it was able to like help me think like, okay, instead of being like, you know, in my late twenties or something and having a kid and kind of just dealing, okay, now I got uh, all this stress and blah, blah, blah. But I had time between Carly. We placed Carly at 16. We didn't have Nova until we were 23, 24. So that time frame in between that really um, helped me figure out, you know, what kind of dad I wanted to be like. And so when I was ready to become a dad, I felt very confident. I felt very, you know, secure in what I'll, how I wanted this to work and what I wanted to do with my kids. And, um, it just, I think the time, the time is what, is what the biggest blessing for me, honestly, having the kids so young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Now what, what, uh, attributes do you think, do you hope that your girls will take from you? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Oh man. Attributes. Uh, uh, I hope, I mean, I guess I hope, but my biggest thing is I hope 
that um, what they get from me is just uh, only to speak bluntly about what you need and what you want in life without hurting anybody. And I think that's something that like, especially girls kind of get, you know, society kind of almost shames them for being too loud or being too aggressive or being too forward um, or being too like really dominant with what their wants and needs are. And I just, my whole thing with, with them is I hope that they get that kind of like tenacity to like, no, like I'm going to go through this, you know, I'm going to get through it stronger. Like that kind of like, um, kind of a, just a, just a, you know, like being forward, like, you know, you only get one life. God gave you a tongue for a reason. Speak it, you know, speak it out loud, right. you know, make, own your truth and walk through life owning that truth. And you know, always be on like the right path kind of thing. So hopefully they just take my, you know, don't go too far with it. Cause I got in a lot of trouble with this mouth of mine. Right. <laughs> so don't be too crazy with it, but you know, um, don't ever, don't ever feel like you need to be silent. I guess is the thing that I want my kids to know. Okay. Well, that's a good answer. And, you know, just from the outsider looking in, you know, you're, you're a, you're a loving, you're a loving guy, you're a loving dad, you're a loving husband, you're compassionate. Um, but you are, you, you know, you, you say it how you see it. Um, but at the same time, you're compassionate when you say it. So, um, it, it's certainly, uh, you certainly represent the data community very well, brother. I, I, oh, I, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Um, now when your girls look back at you as a dad, what do you hope they say? Oh, uh, I just hope that they say, honestly, I hope that what they say is that they, uh, they've always felt like they were enough and worthy of love, regardless of what that, where that comes from. Like one, my main thing is, is being a dad. I hope that I can instill in them that they're always worthy. You're always enough. Like you never settle because what you want in life is exactly what you deserve, period. And don't, kind of just be unapologetically yourself. And I hope that they say that my, that I showed them that, you know, my dad, hopefully they say that my dad really showed me that, you know, to follow your passions, you can do anything you want. And, um, that I was loving and nurturing at the same time. And as, as, as long as being strong, it's kind of a hard thing to balance as dads. You got to be the strong, ah, you know, right. protective and whatever. But then we also got to, you know, we can't let that go too far because we have to show, Especially with girls, you know, I mean, these uh, with girls, it's like they're eventually going to get into adult relationships with other men. So I need to show them as a dad how um, to be loved by another man and what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And that comes from example with how I treat their mother and how I show them love. And that's really important to me. Um, So, yeah, hopefully they say I was. I was a good Uh, dad. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so glad you touched on that. because it's, it's true. We need to show now I don't have girls, but at the same time, I, with the boys that I have, I have to show them, this is how you treat a lady. This is how you treat a girl. This is how you treat your mom. Um, so yeah, that's, it's so right on point. I'm so happy you said that. Um, yeah, super important. yeah. Now with so many dads, especially young dads that struggle to be involved or making being a dad a priority. Uh, what is your motivation to being so involved? Huh. I mean, my, my motivation, I mean, I guess I, my motivation to be so involved is because I don't want to miss anything. I mean, my motivation is really just for them to to know I was always there. Like, I was never absent. I was never, um, like, regardless of what, I mean, I know situations, but I have a lot of friends that um, are in, uh, I guess, co, you know, co-parent relationships with their, with their, with their, you know, 
baby's mom and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I guess showing that like effort, like, like, um, the motivation is to know that like, Hey, listen, like no matter what happens between me, your mom or whatever, I'm your father, you know, like I, I always will make an effort to be in your life and be with you and be by you and show you support and whatever that means, uh, is super important. Like, I know that, you know, a lot of dads have issues um, with the baby's mother, not letting them see the kid. And my whole thing is that if you, as long as you stay focused and don't give up, like make consciously every day, wake up with the effort that you're going to be in the kid's life. And you're going to make sure that you make an impact. Like, you know, and that's the whole thing. You got to like really keep that going Um, Mm -hmm. to know. Cause I mean, as a kid who didn't have a dad, I know what it feels like to, you don't have a parent that's not that into it. You know, he's not really, right. really care about his kids and that's really, it's hard to deal with. So, um, the motivation really for me is just to know that I, you know, I'll, I'll always be there period. Right. No matter what. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, being involved is certainly, uh, uh, one of the, uh, important factors in, in being a successful father. But like for me, for instance, I, you know, I, I grew up, my, my parents are still married and, uh, I grew up in a, in a very loving home, but my parents worked uh, a lot of hours. Uh, they worked a long days at work and they didn't hardly come to anything that I participated in just because they were working, um, usually well into the evening. So even in the sports and stuff that I was involved in, uh, they hardly came to anything that I participated in. And I always said to myself as a, especially in high school, I always said to myself that, uh, when I do grow up and have kids, I'll never be like that. I will always make sure I'm, I'm at everything that they're participating in. And both my boys participated in sports uh, their whole lives. I've coached just practically every single one of their teams since they were four years oh, that's old. Awesome. And my youngest son is a senior in high school. We just finished up his, he just finished up his varsity uh, basketball season. And I've been the coach on his team for the last two years. Um, oh, so awesome. yeah. So Anytime you, you can be involved, uh, do it. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't remember the last time I missed parent meetings, parent conferences, uh, open houses. I mean, it's just right. everything that I could be involved in, I was. So um, if, I could, if I could give you any bit of advice, it'd be to continue doing what you're doing and being involved because they will remember it, Tyler. They will remember it. Yeah, I definitely think kids take away, like, they, they know the effort that parents put in. At the end right. of the day, they, you know, they get older, they get, you know, move out, and they'll, they'll look back and they'll, they'll know exactly which parent put the effort in and, you right. know, hopefully it's, you know, all in, but sometimes it's not the way. So I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's super important uh, to be vigilant on really being there all the time, regardless of, of, of how hard it is to do it. Just make that right. kind of effort every single day to be involved in the kids. Right. Now you guys, you, you spoke briefly about, um, you know, discipline style, um, or you guys discipline your, you do things your way and, and other parents do things their way. But how do you and Caitlin discipline your girls? Well, I, it's funny because discipline is kind of this thing. I feel like with parenting that it kind of evolves over time. Like you think right. this is the way you're doing it and then something happens, they get older, but all right, now I got to shift the disciplinary thing and, uh, make it different. But, uh, I, I always grew up like, with my mom, you know, we couldn't talk back to my mom. She would pop in the mouth real quick. So it was like, that's right. the way we were, you know, cause she, my dad wasn't around. So she kind of had to be the loving, compassionate mom on top of the, you know, strict disciplinary, whatever, all at the same time. She also worked with really super long hours. So she wasn't really able to fully be there. So I knew growing up as a kid, like, all right, well, I want to make sure that if I, I want to make sure that I don't need to get to the point where I need to pop in the mouth. Like, I feel like if I, if I show them enough compassion and love and then, you know, 
with a certain voice, a certain temperament that when I do get to an elevated state that they know, okay, let's just uh -uh, like, not good. Dad's mad. Like, don't, like, don't go any further. And I, I had to say like, you know, I used timeout a couple of times, but honestly, just, just the raising of my voice, not even screaming, just a very elevated kind of stern voice. And they, and they, they get it. They know that, okay, he means business because I make sure with, like I said, with my patients <laughs> that, with my patients that like, I don't, I'm not always at that elevated state of kind of higher, you know, uh, you know, kind of more intense, aggressive kind of like tone with my voice. I make sure to always keep that at bay. And so it's needed. And I feel like it's really worked out with, uh, with Nova. So, so far, um, I know Kate kind of, she's obviously, she's way more soft and <laughs> soft spoken. And, um, she kind of handles like, the little bit of fit, but I, I more or less when the when the fit starts getting a little wild, all I gotta do is step in and say, "Hey, watch it," and then that's it. And then pretty much it gets okay. it, it's done. And I always there's been about three or four times with Nova so far that I've really had to yell and kind of tell her to go and time out. And then she goes in a room, but I always make sure every single time that I have to get elevated with my voice or a certain tone or discipline, kind of aggressively, whatever. I always make sure to go and talk to her. I get on her level. I say, do you know why dad yells? Yes. Okay. Do you know why I put you in timeout? And she says, yes. Or if she doesn't, if she says no, I'll explain to you until she gets it. So that way, like, she knows that like, you know, at the end of it, you know, I'm not going to stay angry and I don't want my kids. I don't ever want my kids to walk around eggshells, like worried about if I'm going to freak out or be unpredictable and, and go crazy. Cause if we grew up with that, we keep it our lives and we just don't, uh, it doesn't feel safe with the kids, but I always make sure after the discipline happens that I get down back to calm dad, loving voice and talk to them, uh, you know, and just explain to them. And, 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 and we'll sit there for a half hour until she understands why she was in timeout, why I yelled, you know, why she got in trouble. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been working so far. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, this, is only, this is only five. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's, uh, and you're right. It will change as she gets older, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you, I'm sure, Nova's not on social media. Um, I, I'm, I don't know how you guys monitor if she needs, wants to look at something on the computer or on your iPhone or how do you, how do you guys handle that? Well, she has a tablet and it's so funny because okay. we were all, when she, when we were pregnant with Nova, we were like, Oh, we're never gonna, you know, no tablets, no screen time until four or five. Yeah. That didn't work out. It's more about surviving <laughs> at that point, because if I'm sane and, and, and okay, that means, their survival is good. So, <laughs> so she, does, she does have a tablet, um, but she uh, she's on the kids app only. So she kind of does like these little games and stuff. But um, we haven't really gotten to the point where she wants to search anything. Uh, like she doesn't have any apps on her phone, on tablet that can like get her to go and search on the web or anything. Um, right. But when it gets to that point, I honestly, like it's a hard thing because social media hasn't been around that long at the extent and extreme length that it is right now to like right. really know what the damage is like you know um so i guess i don't really it's a hard question because she's so young right now that like the, her screen time is very limited because she gets distracted and wants to play with her normal toys you know so right. um i guess i don't think i don't think i want social media happening for a while though that's for dang sure yeah. they're not they're not in my opinion the kids even at my age, when I got on it, when I was on my stage at like 13 or 14, I still don't have the, I don't have the mature, like, capacity to handle 
that kind of like exposure. Like it's yeah. just too much exposure, too quick, too fast. I don't yeah. think kids are really mature enough to handle it, to be honest. So, yeah, and especially with you guys in the public eye, it's something that you have to be aware of. Uh, if she does, or if you guys do allow her to look at a little bit of social media or internet, um, there's so much, um, so much hatred on there that that you have to be careful with what she actually looks at or sees. And yeah, because that's the thing. So I can read a hate comment. I know, like you don't know who I am. I own my truth. I know who I am. You don't. But they're so young, they don't know that. So when someone right. says your your teeth are straight, you're ugly or whatever, they're gonna take that and they're gonna a part of them is going to soak that in. I just don't they're just not mature enough to handle that kind of distinction between, oh, this person doesn't really know who I am. They just think they know who I am. And so what they say isn't really valid. They don't really get that. So they're gonna think of they say my teeth aren't straight, they're gonna look at me. I don't don't want any of that kind of insecurity happening. And like being on TV, it makes it way more um, scary because there is so much hate out there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pushing it off as long as I can push it off. <laughs> you Good. <know>? Good. <laughs> Good. Um, so what do you think, what does Tyler think, uh, he possesses that other dads don't? I honestly don't think I possess anything that other dads don't. I'm just kind of going with the flow with this whole parenting thing. No handbook. So I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just. Right. Like, right. I don't really. I don't really know. I. I. Um. I mean. I guess. I, I guess the only thing I can really say that I feel like is that I was raised without my dad. So I was raised in a household with just women. So it was my yeah. mom, my sister growing up, and I feel like that gave me, um, kind of an advantage. Uh, with raising girls. I'm used to right. a fully estrogen full household. I'm used to <laughs> that kind right. of stuff. And I'm used to balancing those kind of emotions um, pretty easily. And I think being raised with all women, I've always been very in tune with my emotions. I never denied them. I never looked at crying as a weakness. I never looked at, you know, whatever, uh, those certain kind of gender stereotypes that happen usually. I don't really have any of those. So I feel like that. I won't say I have that other dads don't, but I'm blessed with that experience growing up in an all-woman household that I can actually kind of take that and translate it into me raising, you know, girls. So oh, that's a good yeah. point. That's a, that's a good answer. Uh, that's, great. that's great. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, what do you think you wish you? What do you? What do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? <laughs> That's a long list, man. <laughs> what did I wish I knew? I honestly wish I knew. I wish I knew uh, how fast it would go by. I think I would have yeah. like. I think I would have slowed down. I I I um. I also wish I would have known how much. How much my life would be altered? How much like um. You know, you go through life thinking that with with one way, it's my way. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I said before, so I think I wish I would have known that. Like, hey, you're having a kid. <laughs> Sign off right. your personal life. It's over. With. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, buckle <laughs> up and get ready because uh, it's it's done. You know, so. Um, but I also wish I would have known. Um, yeah, I wish I would have known how fast it happens because Nova's five. I mean, it literally feels like yesterday she was born. So now Beta's right. already one. It's just it goes by so fast. The more kids you have, it's like bam, bam, bam. You ever want to speed yep. time up? Have a kid, man. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> no, it does go by fast. Like I said, my my oldest is twenty one, and and I it feels like uh, it feels like we just brought him home from the hospital. And that's like crazy to even say out loud that your kid is twenty one, like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's, a, crazy. A, that's gotta be wild. Yeah, he's a junior in college, and and he'll be 
and he's going to graduate six months early. He'll be done this coming December uh, from college, and it's just crazy that. And now we're. I mean, we were just at another college yesterday for my younger son, uh, looking at uh, looking at his schooling for next year. So, but see, hey, good job as a dad. Hey, your kids are going to school. They're college. Right. I mean, they're in forest. You're doing it. Yeah, man. yeah. My young my younger son's got a basketball scholarship. So, uh, man, you got to be so basketball. proud. Yeah, yeah, I am. Thank you, thank you. Amazing. Uh, um, so, last question: um, If you had the secret to raising good kids, what do you think that secret would be? If you had to share it with me. Um, I think the secret to raising good kids is don't be their friends. They have enough of them. Uh, it's not your job to be their friend. I feel like it's, it's, uh, I think it's okay to like, um, you know, I think the difference between being their friend and then being intimately, uh, involved in their personal life, like in what, like, Oh, you know, I always tell myself when Nova gets older, like, even though I'm not, I don't, I'm not really that interested in, in, in Jessica's little fight she had with David in the schoolyard. But I want to get myself to, I want, I want the kids to, I want to get myself to be interested. And I think just staying interested, uh, in your kids' lives and their personal lives at school and, um, you know, kind of being, being protective of them at the same time, being open with them. Cause I really want my kids to like be able to talk to me about stuff. Um, right. but I think the secret of raising good kids is don't be their friend and show them love and just love. I mean, listen, everything's done through love. The more energy you put out, the more you're going to receive back in. The more honest, authentic communication you have with your kids, the more that they're going to authentically communicate back to you. Um, like, you know, just staying, I think it's just, yeah, just staying focused on, 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 and being in their world at the same time is really, you know, I think it's important. Um, right. Yeah, that's a good question, though, because I, no. I, I don't, I don't know. No, that's, that's a good answer. No, that's a good answer. You need to be, you need to be actively involved, you can be communicating with them constantly. And you need to show them love and all those, all those are important and all those certainly play a role, especially as they grow up and they start, you know, having these little teenage dramas and stuff like that. Right. That you gotta, you gotta try to be there for them. And if you're not communicating them and teaching them uh, to communicate with you, uh, they're going to, they're going to close up and it can just create more problems later on. Yes. Yeah, I feel like if they get closed up and they, you know, that's what happens with these kids. I really believe kids, kids can get depressed and get, they, you know, they feel so detached from their parents and they, you know, the parent comes home and they come home and the parent says, how is school? They're like, good. Great. Awesome. Great. And that's like as right. far as it goes. And they don't want, they don't get into their world. Uh, and I right. think that's what kids, that's what makes kids feel super um, secure and confident and happy is, is the more open communication they have with their parents is the better. Right. Absolutely right. Well, Tyler, let me do this. Let me give you a chance to, um, to kind of tell everybody uh, where they can find you if they want to look you up, learn more about you guys. If they don't know who you are, I'm sure most of them probably do. But if they don't know who you are, look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you and Caitlin and also about your uh, clothing line, how they can get looked up that as well. Yeah, so Instagram, uh, my name is uh, at Tyler Baltera MTV, and then my Twitter is at Tyler Baltera. Um, and then trrain.com, T-I-E-R-R-A-R-E-I-G-N.com. That's the, uh, the kids clothing line that we have. And, um, yeah, we wrote a book called Conquering Chaos, uh, came out in like 2016, I believe. Um, so yeah, that, that's also a, a kind of a good book to read to get to know who we are. And, and yeah, so yeah, it's pretty much watch, watch us on MTV because the, the, the new season's starting up so in March, yeah i so. think it's uh march right yep yeah cool when do you guys head out to new york for the reunion uh actually two weeks no three weeks from now yeah 
Well, cool. Well, look, Tyler, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, brother, to talk with me. Um, it's been really cool and uh, certainly enjoyed you guys. And um, I wish you guys all the best this year. Uh, more success for you guys. And um, just uh, give Caitlin my best for me. I will, Brian. I really appreciate it. Hey, let's, uh, we'll do it again sometime, you know? Absolutely. I would love all right. to. I would yeah, love cool. To. All right. Um, I'll reach out to you and let you know when, uh, when I'm getting ready to post it. I'm going to send it over to my editing guys to have them edit it, and uh, I'll send you a text and just let you know when I'm going to be posting it. All right, perfect. Okay. That's awesome. Great. All right. Thank you very much, Tyler. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thank you again to Tyler for talking with me on Dad Up. Tyler's a very humble guy and has certainly enjoyed the healthy relationship he has not only with his wife, but with his young daughters. Please make sure you check out their kids' clothing line, Tierra Rain. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it with others. If you have comments, questions, suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at CoachBWard or email me at dadaptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.